Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Your Ultimate Life, uh, episode 838. And I want to ask you a question. Are you underway or have you quit already? <laughs> you know, this is still January and January is the first month. The last episode we talked about, you know, setting some goals. We talked about you, you already have the life you want. Uh, even if it's not the life you dream, you have the one you want. And we talked about the actions, the attitude and the actions necessary to get the life you dream. So I call the life you dream your ultimate life, life of purpose, prosperity, and joy, right? And I use this funny picture in the background because it's, it looks like uh, I think I used the prompt Salvador Dali uh, in, the, in the Dali, D-A-L-L hyphen E, uh, AI. You know, and if you're not using that AI stuff, you really ought to. It's fun. Now, whether you decide to make money with it or you just use it for fun, you ought to try it. You ought to have it write some emails for you. They're fun. They're funny. It's really good. You ought to have it write some sales copy for you. You ought to have it write, you ought to have it answer letters for you. You can tell it. Answer nice. Answer smooth. Answer grumpy. Answer convincingly. You can tell it. Get all kinds of descriptions. Anyway, this picture, uh, I use Dolly 2, D-A-L-L hyphen E with 2, and it's now Dolly 3. It started out as Dolly 2 to create pictures, and I have thousands of pictures that are all kinds of stuff. Phoenix that you've seen often, landscapes and weird pictures and cats on the moon and astronauts and a great obelisk in the sky a la 2001. Uh, if you know that, Stanley Kubrick's movie and Arthur C. Clarke's novel uh, about the origin of man and species and obelisks on the dark side of the moon and everything else. Anyway... Uh, today, I wanted to talk about this. Are you underway or quit already? Last uh, last episode earlier this week, I talked about what is this year about for you. And I my, this year is about, for me, $250 million. I've told you that. And I'll say it every single episode. I'm asking for your help. Do you have something that will help me get to $250 million? What do I mean? I'm trying to help you. Realize that you have infinite capability to stretch beyond your limits, to eliminate the limiting stories that you have about you can't do this, you can't do that, you're not good enough, it won't work, all that nonsense. Get rid of it. How do you know? You know for sure if you don't try, you failed. You failed already because you quit. Now, I have tons of examples in my own life, and I, and I use them all the time, and here's another one. When I first started in the recording business, it was in the 80s. In the 80s, so 40 years ago, uh, you know, maybe 43 or four years ago, late 70s, I started in the recording business. I started with a four-track tape recorder, an old TAC 2340SX, uh, and I started recording songs. And, you know, you do a lot of bouncing in those. You record three tracks, and then you bounce it to one, and then you add two more, and you bounce it down, and each one of those bounces adds noise, and... You know what I mean? And so they were noisy demos and all of that kind of stuff. But I started. I started then because I said I'm going to be 
in the music business. Now, the stuff that I did then was elementary, rudimentary, but it represented what I could do at the time creatively. Here's what that got me because I took that action, okay? I got better at recording. I got better at songwriting. I got better at arranging. I got better as a recording engineer. Then I opened a recording studio, and I bought a little, some gear, you know, a 12-track, 24-track. First, I bought an 8-track, not like the old 8-track music, but a half-inch 8-track recording device. And then I bought a 1-inch 16-track, you know, successively bigger mixers so that I could handle more complex projects and so forth. And because I kept on after that, year after year, I got better and I got better. And then I bought more gear and everything else. Then I had a huge crisis in my life and that led me down a dark, dark road of depression and some other struggles. But it had nothing to do with the effort that I had put in in terms of getting better. It did have something to do with music because in my family world, being a musician was a bad thing because music musicians were bad people somehow. Again, that was the story. So there was all kinds of difficulty, but we won't go into that. If you want the details on that, it's quite a odyssey, and it's in a book called Tightrope of Depression, My Journey from Darkness, Despair, and Death to Light, Love, and Life. And I use the word death because it included a couple suicide attempts, etc. So anyway, and then in 2007, all that turned around. But my point about it was the effort that I put in created big results. After 2007, when my life changed around, and I got out of the depression and got the help I needed, so for the last 16 years, I've been back in the music, back in recording, back in creating stuff. Okay, so that struggle, I was in it from 80 until 95. I got out in 95, and then in 2007, I got back in again. The 12 years in between were a disaster. From a personal point of view, I did lots of other stuff, made lots of money and looked like a big shot, but it wasn't so behind the scenes. So anyway, here's the point. The point is you have goals, I think. You have something in your heart, heart of hearts, dream that you want this year to be about. We talked about that last episode. So my my question is, have you taken steps to make that dream happen? Or have you quit already? We know there's all kinds of jokes. People make jokes about, you know, New Year's resolutions. They last a minute, an hour, a day, a week, ooh, a month. There are some things that help you with that. Number one, go public with your resolution or your commitment or your goal. Whatever word works for you. Tell somebody. Tell several somebodies. Tell the people at work. Tell your friends. Say it out loud. Put it on social. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. That's one thing that will help you get underway and stay underway because people will ask you. Now, often people are afraid to do that because somebody's going to ask them. They're afraid, well, if I put it out there and tell people I'm going to lose weight or make money or build a business or create a side hustle or whatever, then people are going to ask me and I might fail and then I'll be embarrassed. So then you have what's called a conflicting commitment. 
You tell yourself you want to do a thing, lose weight, but you don't want to empty the fridge of stuff that's not good for you. And you don't want to join a gym and you don't want to tell your coworkers that you're going to do it because you don't want to look bad. And so you have a commitment that is to get healthy and you have a conflicting commitment that says or a competing commitment that says, I don't want to look bad. And so you sabotage your first commitment by trying to avoid looking bad just in case you fail. Now, realize how deep that mess is. I might not succeed, I might fail, I might fall off the wagon, whatever your wagon is, I might fall off that. I don't want to look bad, I don't want to be embarrassed, so in order to prevent being embarrassed, I won't tell anybody, so in case I fail over here, I won't look bad over here. Ah, no wonder goals are hard to achieve. If you want, think about a football team, right? We're in the middle of football season now, in the U.S. at least, or near coming near the end, I guess. It's January 2024 already, so coming near the end. Think about this. How hard would it be to win a game if the team, if members of the team weren't running to the same goal? If, you know what I mean? Like if some of them thought that was the goal and some thought that was the goal, it would be a disaster, right? Unmitigated. Well, that's what you're doing when you create these competing commitments. When you create this feeling or you allow the feeling to stay that I want this, but I also want never to be embarrassed to be exposed or to look bad. And and so that competing commitment, they fight for supremacy. And you know what? The deepest commitment always wins. And so if there's an element in this first commitment, whatever it is to get healthy, make more money or be happier, get a new job, get a new skill, finish a degree, doesn't matter. There's an element in there that says, Ooh, I don't know if I can do it. I believe I'll fail. You're done. When you combine that belief, that negative belief, with a competing commitment not to look bad, you're finished. Like, those beliefs trump every single time, no question. So you say, oh, no wonder I never finish. Well, I want you to think about whether or not this applies to you. Where are you fooling yourself? Where are you having these competing commitments to either not look bad to yourself not look bad to coworkers, to family, not risking someone saying, I told you so, or see, I knew, I knew you couldn't do it, or whatever, right? When those fears come in, they trump, they win. So here's the question for you, because my goal is for you to win. My goal is for you to eliminate the competing commitments. My goal is to help you set these things that you want for your dream life, your ultimate life, that's different than the life you've created, and then move move up one step at a time, one little step at a time, one half step at a time. But just keep going. And if you do one step forward, two steps back, fine. Regroup, pick up your crap, and take another two or three steps forward. Like, you can do this, and there sure as hell isn't going to be anybody doing it for you. Nobody comes to our rescue. Like, nobody comes and composes songs for me in the studio. Pointing over there because the recording studio is over there. I've released 20... Mm, 25 songs in the last two or three years. And these are all songs with words and sung and pop style. Why? Because they tell stories from the books that I've wrote. That used to terrify me. The idea that I would release solo work with me singing as a singer with a song, you know, I would be embarrassed. People would think I was bad. And so my competing commitment was not to look bad, not to have someone tell me you suck, either nicely or not so nicely. 
And that competing commitment kept me from finishing music. Even though I said, I wanted to, I want to, I want to, I want to. Well, we stuff to procrastinate, stuff to get in the way, stuff to do instead, right? That was a perfect example for me, competing commitments. I'm a musician. I want to finish. I have artistic expression I want to do. And I'm terrified of someone telling me I'm not okay. So this competing commitment, unspoken, I never really thought about it, kept me from finishing projects until I realized what was going on. Why am I doing this? I'm scared. I'm scared somebody's going to tell me I suck, nicely or not so nicely. Or I'll do it. I'll put it out there. Nobody will buy it. Nobody will give it a five-star review. Nobody will tell me it's okay. Nobody will pat me and say, wow, that was cool. Do it again. Can I have some more? That fear was a competing commitment, and it kept me from completing projects, finishing books, finishing music. Music was the big one. The big one. My fear of being a solo vocalist on a song was overwhelming, and I didn't realize it until I analyzed and saw how much it was getting in my way. All right, so back to the main question. Are you underway with your goals or have you quit already? I talked about competing commitments because it is a big thing that sometimes sneakily gets in our way and we don't even realize what's going on. Now let's ask another question that's really important. Who do you need to be to make your goal happen? Because who you've been and who I've been in the past is the person who created the life I have today. The money, the health, the relationship, the work, the skills, the knowledge, the joy that I have today, I created. And that's true even if other people did whatever they did to me. We talked about that last episode, so I'm not going to repeat all that. If you want to hear that, go back and listen to uh, the episode before this one, which is uh, 837. So you created what you have today, and that means if you want a different life or some of your life to be different, a different house, a different amount of money, a different level of comfort in meeting people, a different ability to network, a different ability to create business, a different level of intelligence in terms of how much you've studied and what you know, you want to learn a different language. you got to be a different person. I've got a perfect example I have a client whom I dearly love, been a client for many years. His business was such that a few years ago, he was doing a lot of business in Mexico. He wanted to learn Spanish because he noticed that other people doing similar business with Mexicans weren't learning it, and they were stumbling along and requiring, essentially, that the Mexicans speak English. And so he said, I'm going to do this different. And he set about in a very small way with an app on the phone, Now, five years ago, I'm learning Spanish. Every day, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, play the app, learn some stuff. Now, two things have happened. Three things have actually happened. One, he knows Spanish. Is it perfect? No. Is it good enough to get by? Absolutely. Does he do business in Spanish? Absolutely. Number one. So that happened. He learned a new thing. Number two, he demonstrated to himself and to others, but the important thing is demonstrate to himself that he can do hard stuff. So he proved to himself, I can do something hard. I can learn a new language. Gee, I wonder what else I can do. Huh, if I can do that, just with this regular application over time, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. So he became 
The question is, who do you have to be to win? If you have a life you want and you don't have it now, who do you got to be to win? Well, who he had to be was a guy that did 15 minutes every day with the Spanish app. So he became the guy that didn't do that. He became the guy that did it. And it went over several years. And now he has Spanish, well-learned. And yeah, there's more to do, but who cares? Good enough. Good enough in getting better. Two, he now knows absolutely without equivocation, without any question, he's a guy who can set a goal and make it happen. Boom. Done. Happening now. Not somewhere distant in the past. I could have been a contender. Here now. The third thing is his business is booming. He has better relationships than any of his competitors. Because why? Because he learned the language. He has more trust with vendors and manufacturers and things than any of his competitors. And the money, the cash, the relationships follow. And he just described to me the other day the trajectory of the business. So he's become a guy that knows Spanish. He's become a guy that proves he can do hard things. And he's built a booming business that has nothing but upside. All because he said, I'm going to be the guy who learns Spanish. So when you think about goals, and I ask you, are they underway or have you quit already? That was the name of today's episode. Underway or quit already, right? It isn't monumental stuff. Like, you don't have to climb Mount Everest tomorrow to get your goals. We have this mythology that says, oh, I got to set this BHAG, big hairy ass goal. And then I got to bleed all over the floor every day. And the minute I stop one second, it's over. I'm toast. We're done. End of, pro- end of possibility. That's all a crock. You do have to set a goal. And you do have to make regular progress. It doesn't have to be a big, hairy-ass goal. It doesn't require you to bleed every day to get it. It does require commitment and consistency. So if we're going to answer the question, who do you need to be to win? Two of the big words are commitment, I'm doing this, whatever your this is, and consistency, I'm doing it every day. I'm learning Spanish. I'm studying 15 minutes a day. Me, I'm writing books. I'm writing in my book work or creating book stuff every day. And I say that because I don't write every day because I'm not trying to write that many books. But I do record readings of books and I do work on the videos that are going to be in the special editions. So I do book work every day. Is it magic? Is it earth shattering? Is it climbing Mount Everest? No, no, and no. But is it every day? Yeah, every day. Once in a while, okay, Christmas Day, I didn't do anything on that. Instead, I worked on another goal. I had deep and fun relationships. We had Christmas opening time, and we watched some of the old Christmas movies and this and that and the other that were fun and joyful. So we created some memories. What is that? Well, that's part of that life I dream. Ultimate life, purpose prosperity and joy. In the days between Christmas and New Year's, I created a new set of things for some clients that I have. It's just ideas. I didn't create them all yet, but I spent some time. I didn't do it because I had to. 
I didn't do it because somebody was yelling at me. I did it because I love my clients. Who do you have to be to create? I know that the stuff I created is going to make them excited. And they're going to say, ooh, I want some. Ooh, I like that. Can I do that with you? So I'm going to offer them some different classes. And they're going to I absolutely know. Yeah, I want it. I want it. I want it. Because it's, and I didn't do it because I need money. I didn't do it for any of those reasons. I did it because that's who I am. So when I ask the question, who do you need to be to win? That's an easy question to say. It's also really easy to answer because I hear what we like to do is we like to pretend we don't know the answer. We like to pretend, well, what do you have to do different? I don't have any idea. Nonsense. If I sit down with you, I can promise you this. If I sit down with you for an hour, we can, if you can tell me exactly what your goals are, we together can figure out absolutely clear first steps moving in that direction. We won't know every step between here and there because you can't. Think about climbing a mountain. You know, the stories of the expeditions, especially the early ones, climbing Mount Everest were fraught with stories and difficulties. Didn't matter how well you planned, things happened, the weather changes up at that altitude, especially the last quarter, last 20 or 30% of the ascent, weather changes on a dime, winds are ferocious, stuff changes in a minute. So you're not going to know all the steps, but I promise you, we can figure out the first steps right this minute. I don't care what your goal is. What I notice all the time from people is they want to hide behind, I don't know, because we're afraid. We're afraid we're going to fail. Or we're afraid we'll figure out what the steps are and we're not up to it. I can't do that. I'm not good enough, strong enough, smart enough, something enough. Well, that's not true. It's not true on several fronts. Number one, you have no idea whether you can do it or not because you don't know what the steps are. And number two, we always seem to assume the worst possible outcome. Like it's going to be hard and I'm going to fail. Well, number one, we don't know that. And number two, what I also know is when we think that way, we increase the chances of failure. Right? I use an example from snowboarding. When I was learning to snowboard, I didn't learn to snowboard till I was 50. Kind of old, but, you know, I didn't learn to snowboard. When I approached a new, either a new run or a little bit of a, you know, a difficult thing, and I approached it, and it happened with skiing, too. I didn't learn to ski till I was 45. And then five years later, I learned to snowboard. When I approached it with the, Oh, oh, I I don't know. It might. Then it would be hard and I would fall down. When I approached the new move or the new run or the new thing with, I don't know what's going to happen here, but I'm going for it. I might fall down, but I fell down a lot less. I learned a lot faster and I had more fun. So the feeling, going into something with the feeling of, oh, I might fail, increases your chance of failure. Isn't that funny? Confidence creates success. Now, the last thing, or the last two things I want to ask you 
is this. Number one, you you are, and you know this, you're a divine being. Your spirit, that divine thing inside of you was created by God, however you imagine the divine to be. You know that you have some kind of purpose and possibility for your life. You know that. I know you've felt it. I know you've talked about it with yourself and maybe with others, and I know you've thought about it. So, and and you know exactly what I'm talking about. And sometimes the noise around it is, I can't do that. I'm not good enough. It's too late. I failed already, etc. I know because I've said all those things to myself at least a thousand or maybe 10,000 times. I don't know how many. But the truth is still there. The nagging is still there or the yearning to do something, to matter, to add good to the world, to make a difference, to help people, to make money doing what you love, all of the ways we describe that. And at the same time, we fear failure. So I know that you have the capability to make a difference, to make money, to create the ultimate life, that life you dream. Not the life you have, the life you dream. Unless you're already there, in which case... Wonderful. You know, if you're there, I'd like to know you. Would you please reach out to me? I love increasing the circle of people that I know that are living that dream life. I am. And if you are, I want to know you. Several reasons. One, I'd love to have you as a guest on the show because I like people to share their messages, their, their path, their struggles, their victories as they moved from fear to success, as they moved through obstacles and struggles. So I'd love to talk to you about that. And I also just like knowing people that have made a choice, no matter what, to overcome those difficulties. So you know you have that yearning. My question, I said there was a question, question in there somewhere. Why deny your possibility? Why are you denying your possibility? Is it fear of failure? Do you fear uh, ridicule or that someone will say you're not good enough or, you know, some version of that? They might. That doesn't change your divinity. It doesn't change your calling. It doesn't change what you feel you're called to do or yearning to do. So let's get with it. My commitment, as I've said before this year, is to help you, to help you, 250 million of you, to create your ultimate life, your dream life, purpose, prosperity, joy, success, cash, prominence, influence, impact. So I urge you to reach out. Let's talk. Let's see what we can create together. I have walked that road in all of its glory and struggle. And my commitment now is to help 250 million people. This year, my year starts October 14th. So I'm already two months in to help 250 million people to discover and claim who they really are, that yearning, and then set out on the road. First steps, first move, and keep going to make the difference, create income, impact, and, and build that ultimate life. The last uh, question that I had is this. Are you getting the help you need? I'm a coach. <clears throat> this is not a sales pitch. But it is a manifestation of truth that I would never have gotten, I would never have accomplished what I have accomplished, 19 books and all the music and building my coaching practice with clients all over the world. I would never have been able to do that if I hadn't hired 
coaches. I, I couldn't have done it on my own. Because, not because I'm stupid, not because you're stupid, it's scary. We often need, we, not often, we always need encouragement. It's beautiful when we have someone further down the road with a lantern showing us the path. Further down the road with a lantern. That's what I, one of the things I love about being a coach. I get to be the one further down the road with a lantern like I had and have coaches that are further down some road that I'm going and they've got a lantern. <clears throat> There's nothing wrong. In fact, it's backwards. There's something very intelligent, brilliant, genius about getting the help you need. Think about even people like Einstein that created all kinds of crazy stuff. Those folks, Niels Bohr and Einstein, and if you know that stuff, you know the names. They met regularly. They teased each other. They argued with each other. But, man, they were helpers and mentors to each other fabulously, and they were all pushing to get to new discoveries and new breakthroughs and so forth. So if you want to make breakthroughs, to hit big milestones in your purpose, your prosperity, and your joy. Create the cash, create the life, create the success, create the impact. If you want that, then get the help you need. Okay? And for me, that's not, you know, just buying a book and watching some videos is never enough. Because there's nobody to talk to. There's nobody to hold me accountable. There's nobody to ask questions of. There's nobody to show what I'm doing and have them say, well, try this, try this, try this. So get the help you need so that you can get to your goal line. So that you don't quit on your goals this year. Now, if I can help you, I am available. I have books and tools and programs and coaching programs, conversation, and I have walked the road. I'm further down, and I have the lantern if you want help. I'd love to have you as one of my 250 million this year. The other thing I'd like you to do is I'd like to just get to know you. I find that every single person I meet, and I meet a lot of new people, I am in awe of your genius, your capability, your desire to do good, the yearning and power that you bring to the world. I know you can create anything you want. Let's take this year and get moving on down the road to create your ultimate life. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart in the sky and your